Hello everybody and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana and today I'm here with Lou Swartz from Keller Williams Metropolitan. Thank you for joining me on the show again, Lou. Thank you for having me, Chris. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Good. So let's talk a little bit about real estate because you're a realtor. Absolutely. In, in Keller Williams. So for those of you who don't, haven't seen the last interview you and I did, let's do a really quick history of like who you are. Who I am. All right. I am a veteran, uh, Army veteran. Of Oh, probably 20 years. Uh, served at Operation Desert Storm and Operation Iraqi Freedom as a combat engineer officer. I'm also a former executive at uh, Fidelity Investments and uh, director at Liberty Mutual Insurance in the technology world. Uh, so I handled a lot of mid-range technology, the, the servers that live in the data centers that provide the websites that everybody loves. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, let's talk real estate. Sure, <laughs> so that's my I, passion, so let's <laughs> go for it. When I had Piper on uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about getting your home ready, you know, when you buy it, so that you're ready, you know, 30, 40, 50 years down the road. So let's talk about that process of actually getting a house for the first time, because that's okay. confusing. Absolutely. <laughs> and it can scare a lot of people, so. Absolutely, especially in, in today's market. Uh, I think it's scary because everybody's hearing in the news that uh, houses are selling quickly, everybody's hearing multiple offers and that it's a seller's market. So buyers are kind of concerned whether they'll even be able to buy a house. And I think the first thing they need to do is step back and realize there's a lot of houses out there. So you have to be patient, first thing. I think the most important thing is to figure out what it is you want. What are your needs? What are your wants? What are your wishes? You know, and the nice to haves that you don't necessarily need to have in that first house. Sit down with a realtor. And, and go through that and basically we go through an interview process up front what I call a buyer consultation and we talk about their family their needs um, their dreams their goals for that first house is it a house they're gonna try and stay in for an extended period or is it a house that they're gonna live in for five years or ten years or something like that put all of that together figure out what their budget is uh, probably the most important thing they can do is, is go out and get what we call a mortgage prequalification Mm -hmm. So go and visit any of the, their local lenders or even uh, any of the online lenders and do a very quick process. takes about 15, 20 minutes and you get a rough idea of what you're able to afford so that you're not out there looking for million dollar homes when you have a $200,000 budget. That'd probably uh, help. Right. Well, then you get disappointed very quickly. Yeah. And that, that's part of the problem. So you have all those things. <clears throat> Sit down and put together that shopping list, what towns you're looking for what's important about the towns, and then you can take that information and narrow down the possible houses that are out there. Okay. And go and again, start the process. Everybody starts the process on the internet. So. Okay. Yeah, we covered a lot there. So right. um, you talked about finding a town you want to live in. What are some things you should actually be looking at as far as a town when you're looking to move? That's very individual, but I, I would say the important things are the demographics of the town. Is it a large town, a small town? Uh, in New Hampshire, is it a seacoast town? Is it in the mountains, the lakes, central New Hampshire? All the towns have different personalities. I highly recommend people, depending upon where they work and how far they're willing to commute, drive around and go to some of the towns that they're considering. Spend a little time, stop and have a cup of coffee, uh, hang out in one of the local restaurants and just talk to people, see if it feels comfortable. You know, see if it's a good fit for you. Maybe go to the school. Uh, if, you're, if you have a family or are planning to have a family, I highly recommend talking to the school administration in whatever town you're interested in and listen to what they have to say about the school system and see if that's a fit for you. 
Those are really good tips. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it's done. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a research project, really, in a yeah. way. Uh, I know it doesn't seem that way, but it is a research project. And you're working on something that's a very emotional purchase or a very emotional action to buy a house, but it's also probably the most expensive thing you're ever going to do yeah. with the average person. So it's, it's worth putting in that extra time and gathering that information. Yeah, it was actually, that was the point I was going to make was if you're going to spend two, three, four hundred thousand dollars on a house, you can do a little legwork. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, by the same token, though, you shouldn't be scared by that number. Yeah. And that goes back to my original comment about the pre-qualification. If you've done that part, you'll have at least a reasonably comfortable idea of what you can afford, what you can pay for. Yeah. And you, know, you don't want to go into a house and be what we call house poor. So all of your money is tied up in the house and you have no money for living, for vacations, for anything else. Okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So those are some really good tips. I like that. Um, so yeah, we're talking about first-time buyers. Right. Is there there's any difference between first-time buyer and maybe they've owned two or three homes? Do you think there's a difference between what those people should be looking for? I know it's kind of a weird question. Um, that's not a weird question <laughs> at all. I don't, I don't think there's necessarily a difference. I think that there are, they come in with different preconceived notions. Mm -hmm. If you bought a house 10 years ago, you come in with the, that experience and you think that buying a house today is going to be the same as it was 10 years ago, which is highly unlikely given the changes in the market and changes in technology. So in that sense, I don't think a first-time home buyer and a, um, you know, a repeat home buyer are necessarily different. The biggest difference is that a second or third or fourth-time home buyer probably has more equity and possibly is buying a larger or more expensive home because of that. But maybe not. It depends on their needs. Yeah. But I think the process is still very similar. Okay. That's awesome. Because I've been there before, you know, buying the first home. Right. No idea what's going on. Sure. Then you're, yeah. you're, <laughs> you know, you're, you're overwhelmed, for lack of a better yeah. word, by all the things that are going on, all the terminology, all of the, the uh, jargon that people throw at you. And that's again, comes back to why it's important to work with a realtor. It's, it, it's our role as a professional to help translate all of that and tell you what's really important, tell you what doesn't really make any difference in what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to ask a question. Just Absolutely. <coughs> not to be combative with anybody. No, no, no. But picking a realtor. <laughs> because that I could see being difficult. Um, I say it all the time. There's, I don't know how many realtors just in the southern New Hampshire. Sure. You know, let alone the country. Like, how would you go about finding a realtor that's reputable um, and that kind of fits well with you? If you have any tips to help you with that. Absolutely. I think that's actually a great question. And, and to give you an idea of the order of magnitude, uh, I belong to the Greater Manchester, uh, Nashua, yeah, Greater Manchester Nashville Board of Realtors. It's a mouthful. But the point <laughs> what I was, that I was trying to make is that board alone has about 1,500 realtors in it. Okay. And as you and said, this is Manchester? That's Manchester Nashville Board of Realtors. There are numerous others. Uh, throughout the state. And basically, we're, they're just associations of realtors. But the point of that is just to give you an idea of the order of magnitude. So yeah. within that, how do you pick someone? And I think the process is really not that different than how you might interview anyone for a job. Uh, you want to find someone that, whose personality works with you, who understands what you're doing and what you're seeking, and is a good listener, and is not... Um, someone who is um, just out of touch with what you're saying. I, I can't think of a better way to say that. Okay. But the, the reality is most people will talk to two or three people 
and just find, try and find someone that they mesh with. You may know a dozen realtors, and of those dozen realtors, you may have one that you fit really well with and would want to give your business to. It doesn't mean the others are not you know, good realtors or, or reputable people. It's just not necessarily a good fit. You're going to spend a lot of time with your realtor. Yeah. And, and you should. You should develop a relationship with them. It helps them to provide a, a better service to you if they understand you and your family better. Uh, I think the other thing that is important to understand is you may have, you know, say again, a dozen realtors that you're friends with. The fact that you don't refer everyone to any one person is not necessarily an issue because, again, those people don't fit with everyone. Does that make sense? And yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's really a very interpersonal relationship. Okay. I like that. Yeah, it's important. And I don't, I, most professionals, most realtors, because you're professionals, don't take that personally. I mean, yeah, if my brother went and hired somebody else, I might be a little concerned, but maybe not. It, it's, it's more a matter of, does that fit? Does it work? Can the relationship work? Okay. I like that. That's really good. So, uh, real estate's a passion of mine. We've had this Yeah, we have before. talked about it many times. Um, I know you like to invest. That's a, yeah. that's a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot that goes into it. And like, as we've talked about before, I think it scares people. And um, the education is important. So that's why I, I love having these conversations with you. I think people enjoy that. <laughs> I think so. I hope so. I think, I think you touched on it a couple times the education is important. I think there's also a lot of misinformation. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of shows on television which are fun to watch. I enjoy watching them, <laughs> but they're not a, a good representation of the process necessarily of what yeah. goes on in a real estate transaction. You can't take six months of activity and uh, boil it down to 30 minutes and you know, have that be the actual yeah. house hunting and house purchasing process. So they're fun to watch because you get to see a lot of different properties, but you can get some very uh, skewed impressions of what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I like to talk about, and you talked about, we're talking about home buyers mostly right now, but the other side of the equation is the seller involved. And everybody thinks that the seller pays for the buyer's agency, for instance, for the buyer's agent. The reality is that the buyer pays for everything because the only person who brings any money to the table in a real estate transaction is the buyer. Yeah. So as long as you think about that and you realize that all the money is coming from the buyer and pay attention to that and structuring the deal, it still works because the ultimate end, the bottom line is what is the net to the seller, their net proceeds? Does it cover their mortgage and what they want to get out of the house and still allow them to pay uh, taxes and services to you? And, and by the same token, does the price that the buyer agrees to pay, is that, does that work for them? But ultimately, it's the buyer that pays for everything. Hmm. I'm sure you've heard it many times. Oh yeah, the seller pays for everything. It's yeah. Not true. Okay. Yeah, because even when I was purchasing home years ago, <laughs> right? Um, that's something that came up. They're like, yeah, the seller's going to cover everything. It makes sense. Like, no, they didn't. You just we bought the place, and that's where yeah. the money comes from. <laughs> it, it, it appears that way because it's you pay the seller or you pay a hundred thousand dollars, say, for the home, and out of that hundred thousand dollars you paid comes X percentage in in. Uh, professional service fees for the realtors. The reality though is that it reduces the net proceeds to the seller, but the money came from the buyer yeah, and not the seller. It's just the, the seller's getting, taking home uh, a little bit less. And I think the important part there is to understand when you're negotiating a price for a home, mm -hmm. you have to understand that what's really important to the seller is that net number. Yeah. 
hmm. ultimately. Some really good tips. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Try. Cool. So uh, we've touched a little bit on investing. Yes. Um, and we've also d discussed how the TV shows are fun and interesting. They are. They're not realistic in a lot of places. So do you have any advice for people looking to invest? I do, actually. And I think the first thing to do is uh, go out and talk to a few people who are investors now and find out what they're doing and how they're doing it. Sit down and think about what are your goals in investing in real estate. Um, real estate is generally, there's a couple ways to invest. You can invest as a person who tries to flip properties, mm -hmm. which can be lucrative, but it can also be very risky. And a lot of times you can put in much more money than you expect to and, and you may not get it out because the market won't bear that price. Um, the other side of investing is investing for the long term. People who buy rental properties or buy properties uh, with the plan of them appreciating over years and build a portfolio that way. And I think the, the important thing to realize beyond getting education about what investing really is, is that unlike investing in certain other, in other commodities or other uh, instruments, real estate always has an asset. There's always a physical asset. Mm -hmm. And that it always has some value. So it's, it, it may go down in value, but it rarely goes to zero. Yeah. So it's just something to think about as, as you're buying a property. And the other thing is to put together a team before you invest. So a realtor, a financial planner, or an accountant, attorneys, et cetera, contractors, have your team in place before you start so that okay. you're not scrambling when you actually put that <laughs> money on the line. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Those are some really good tips on kind of getting started. Yeah. Because I know that can be confusing as well as, Very much so. you know, how do you even get started with everything? And I know that's how I felt when back before I owned a bunch of properties and right. stuff. And uh, having a team with just that accumulated knowledge can be really helpful. Yeah, I think it's important to realize you can't be the expert in everything. Yeah. Uh, a realtor is not the expert in everything. But what I do is I bring a team. Mm -hmm. So I have people like Piper that you mentioned earlier, who's a designer, uh, attorneys, contractors, inspectors, plumbers, whatever it may be, that are required to make the deal work and to allow you to live in your house and maintain it over time. So you know, I bring all those people to bear. But by no means am I the expert in all those fields. You know, I'm the expert in the real estate, but not the other things. OK, awesome. Yeah. Let's see. So yeah, we're getting to the end there. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? How can people get a hold of you? A uh, couple of ways. Uh, email is always a good one. Uh, it's uh, at kw.com. Okay. Or you can call me. Uh, cell phone works great. 603-315-0157. Uh, you can also call the KW Metro office. Uh, they'll always answer and direct the call directly to me. And... Uh, I was always going to stop by the office, too. <laughs> we love walk-ins. Okay, awesome. So I'm going to throw you on the spot here. I've been sure. done this yet on the show. Some books people should read if they want to look at real estate. Oh, books that you want to read. I think it depends on whether you want to invest in real estate or become a realtor, but there are a couple of books, actually, that Gary Keller has written. One is called The, uh, uh, Millionaire, the Millionaire, yeah, Millionaire Real Estate Agent. Uh, we call it the Red Book, but it, it talks about everything you need to do yeah. to become a realtor. But by the same token, if you're buying a home, it's kind of interesting to understand what realtors are doing behind the scenes. The other one is, uh, and I'm sorry you did put me on the spot, I can't think of the exact <laughs> title, but it's another book by, by Gary that um, focuses specifically on investing. 
Okay. Um, but there are a number of, of good books out there that you can look at. And, you know, I, I don't think there are, I'm trying to think of it, others that come to my mind. Um, there's actually um, another one that's very interesting. You talk about markets always changing. It's called Shift. Okay. And it's, uh, it's also by Gary Keller, and I can't remember the co-author. But the, the interesting thing about it is it talks about the fact that no matter what the market is doing, there's always a market, and there's always, there are always transactions going on and money to be made in that market. It's just a matter of understanding that the market is always changing. Okay. So that's kind of an interesting book to read. Okay, awesome. So thank you for being on the show with me today. My Lou. pleasure. Okay, and if anyone else, um, if you'd like more from the New Hampshire Business Show, please come to www.NewHampshireBusinessShow.com. I'd love to have you. And until next time, 